It's not just talking cards. It's a collection conversation with the pros. This is Off Center with Tony Reed. We are back for episode 54 of Off Center with Tony Reed. This time we're joined by Heisman Trophy candidate, seven-year NFL quarterback Joey Harrington. Uh, Joey Harrington was seemingly born to play quarterback. His grandfather played the position at the University of Portland, and his father spent his college career as a signal caller at the University of Oregon. After Joey's birth, legendary Ducks coach Lou Casanova reportedly sent his parents a letter of intent for young Joey to join the Ducks years down the road. The third-generation Harrington Field General did just that. After graduating from Central Catholic High School in Portland, where he finished his career with over 4,000 yards passing and 50 total TDs, Harrington spent three remarkable seasons in Eugene, finishing with a 25-3 and record as a starter, and in turn bringing the school back to national prominence. During his senior season with the Ducks, he threw for over 2,400 yards and 23 touchdowns and finished fourth in the Heisman Trophy voting. He was selected third overall in the 2002 NFL Draft by the Detroit Lions. Thrust into the starting job early in year one, he held the job for all of his rookie season. Detroit was a difficult place to play with uh, the never-ending front office issues, a lack of offensive line protection, an underwhelming amount of talent around him at many skill positions, and seemingly constant changing of, of team philosophy and identity. So it was a little tough uh, go for Harrington. Uh, he tried to stay positive, but after four years in Detroit, he was traded to Miami. He spent time in Atlanta and finished as a backup with the New Orleans Saints. A member of the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame, he now serves as the president of the Harrington Family Foundation, helping provide scholarship and mentorship support to young people. Uh, in my latest Q&A, uh, Joey talks about his rookie premiere photo shoot, the sign and swap that day, death threats from quote-unquote fans, beating Tom Brady, and so much more. So without further ado, here's my interview with Joey Harrington. Seven-year NFL vet, Mr. Joey Harrington, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for taking time. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. You said, uh, you mentioned Beckett, and yep. uh, I was like, oh, God, I remember reading that. I remember I, would, I had a 1964 Roger Maris Tops. Nice. Every month that thing would come out, I'd go straight to the 64 Tops and see if it had gone up or gone down 25 cents. It was like my own little stock market. That's so, awesome. When you said Beckett, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Great. So speaking of your cards, you had one in Oregon in 2000, but your rookie cards, of course, appeared in 2002. Being the third overall pick, you were in everything that year. Do you remember seeing yourself on a card for the first time? And if so, what were your thoughts? And do you maybe even remember what card it was? Oh, we went to the rookie premiere. So that was, there's a group of us that all uh, went down to L.A. that we did it at the Rose Bowl. And I believe it was Tops that, that, um, that, was the card company that was there and they literally made a we went in for photographs uh, at the very start and then did all of the you know the photos for the other cards through the um through the rest of the day and by the time the event was over they had our very first trading card awesome. and we i can say it was a bit of a surreal experience right yeah um that was I don't know. There were a lot of moments that you that I look back on and say, "Oh yeah, that was a moment when I realized that things had changed." Mm. But uh, that that was definitely one of them. When you know, I'm growing up collecting, you know, collecting baseball and football cards, and then all of a sudden I'm on one of them. It's like, well, 
yep, this is definitely a new ball game. <laughs> no doubt about it. And speaking of, I, I mean, I've talked to hundreds of guys, and they said that's kind of like a lot of athletes say that's kind of one of those maybe not pinch me moments, but like you said, kind of a, a leveling up of sorts that kind of just maybe even catches you off guard when you're physically holding a card for the first time. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, so everybody was, there's probably 20, 30 guys there, and we all traded. Like, okay, I'll sign one, one signed, and one unsigned, and we traded with everybody. That's so, awesome. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, though, looking back, I was having this conversation with somebody about our draft class, and I think I said, I think the only one that would be of any value would probably be Julius Peppers. So I've got that Julius Peppers card in there somewhere, but everybody nice. else from that draft class was, you know, not too many Hall of Famers. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned trading and signing. I talked to a, a guy who was in the same draft as LeBron, and he was the only guy. Maybe he was locked into something else at the time, but they were doing the same thing. But LeBron was the only guy in that draft that wasn't wasn't having it. <laughs> he didn't. He, LeBron didn't sign and trade. No. Nope. Oh, nope. man. <laughs> now, I don't yeah. know if that was a reflection of him or maybe like he might have been locked up with, you know, who, God knows what deal. But, yeah. He was... maybe, maybe he was just busy. Let's yeah. just say he was busy. <laughs> maybe. So uh, another cool experience, kind of like one of those, you know, I made it moments is being approached for an autograph. Do you remember the first time someone came up, hey, Mr. Harrington, hey, Joey, could you, could you sign this for me? Do you remember that? And what was that experience like? I don't remember the first specific time. I do remember it was in college. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it would have been, it would have been my freshman year in college, um, you know, when we're doing the team autograph sessions and, you know, the new recruit coming in and, you know, we got, oh, we got to, got to get you, your autograph before, before you get big, you know, of course. <laughs> and so you're a 17, 18 year old kid thinking, what in the hell is going on? But, um, yeah, that, that was, but see, it was different. It was different, or I should say it felt different in the college realm because yeah. we would have, like, big team autograph sessions for the fans. They'd come in, we'd interact. Like, it was much more of a, um, say, much more of a family community connection point as opposed to, you know, you get somebody, you get a, you get a professional's rookie card, you know, and you hunt them down in the... Um, you know, however you get it, as a a collection piece or a monetary, you know, having yeah. some monetary value. Like there was, there was just more of a more of a community connection um, when we were in college, like that. That's awesome. And of course, that kind of leads me to my next question. You know, obviously, you were, you were the the man on campus at Oregon. You know, top three draft pick playing in Detroit, quarterback, you know, good-looking dude, personable. What is the most memorable fan interaction you've ever had, or maybe the one that's top of mind right now? Oh, man. Is there, like, one fan, that, good or bad, <laughs> that sticks out for whatever reason? Well, there were plenty of death threats. <laughs> oh, was, man. You know, that, that, that you said good or bad. Yeah. I was like, well, my first death threat was a pretty bad one. That was um, good, though. God, um... Honestly, like the ninety nine point nine percent of fan interactions are all positive. Yeah, that's you know, great. there are very there, there there are people that will sit there and you know and and spew off all this negativity, whether it's on social media now or you know back then blogs or you know to their friends. But the people that actually come up and 
very few of those people have the guts to say that yeah. to, you, <laughs> to yeah. your face, right? Yeah. Um, the people that come up and, and and would ask for autographs or pictures, you know, it's all positive. It's all, hey, you were my you know favorite player growing up, or my son has his picture in your room, or or your picture in his room, or you know you interacted with this person and made their day. Like yeah. those were always the 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 interactions that I enjoyed, like the personal connection to say, hey, this is how you affected somebody's That's... life in a positive way. And, and that always meant something. And that is that really is the power of sports to be able to be in that position, not only have that influence, but to have to do it physically <laughs> to be in that spotlight is a special thing. But I have to ask, you brought up the death threat. So what <laughs> which one <laughs> what one was top of mind then when, when that kind of came up? <laughs> Well, I mean, there's two. There's two that um, that come up. The first was it was actually an email one I got in college, and it was like it was really creepy because it was it was along the lines of like I know where you live, I oh, know boy. you know, I know what your your high school English teacher. Was. Like it was really personal, wow. and I'm going to you know, and I'm going to kill you. And then there was like this design that was done. You know, it was like. I can't remember what the design was, but it says, you will die, you will die, you will die, over wow. and over and over. So we're getting kind of creepy here. Wow. But the, the fun one, the fun <laughs> death threat, I don't know if you can call that. So I was just tired of it at this point. And I got a call, for, I got something on my voicemail when I was in Detroit. And, you know, if you throw another interception, I will effing kill you. And I was like, I am tired of this. Yeah. So I sent it over to the NFL, to our, our security guy, who turned it over to the NFL NFL offices, who apparently works with the FBI. And they traced the call, and since it came across state lines, it became a federal offense. Wow. And so they sent the FBI, our security guy says, hey, uh, do you want to send the FBI to this guy's house? I was like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And so they called me from his front porch, and he was on, like, he was in tears oh as God. they were, as they were knocking on his door, you know, saying you made a, a you know, you've you've created, uh, committed a felony making death threats over state, you know, over state oh lines. And they God. said, do you want to, do you want to have the guy arrested? I was like, nah, he's he's in tears. I think that that's enough. That's you know that 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 should teach him not to do that anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> That is hilarious. So you mentioned a minute ago about the the '64 Roger Maris. So I have to ask, what what did the collection look like as a kid? Were there certain players that inspired you most that you focused your collection on? Rookie cards, or was it like, were there certain guys that inspired you? What what did the collection look like? You know, it started as baseball. Um, I grew up in the in the Ken Griffey oh, yeah. you know, rookie card era. Oh yeah, you know, me that too. Was the the Mark McGuire USA card. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but I, Will Clark, uh, with the Giants, I mean, there were all sorts of, I mean, that, that was kind of my era. A few, yeah. a few Nolan Ryan, I think I had a Nolan Ryan rookie card at one point. Nice. Um, but then I'd hear the stories of my dad. He's like, oh yeah, we used to throw, you know, we used to stick the Mickey Mantles. We'd get the cards for the packs of, or for the pieces of gum. And then we'd take the Mickey Mantles and put them in the spokes of our tire to make it, to make the sounds as we were driving down the street. And I was like, oh my God, dad, you could have put me through college on that. Um, but it, it, it moved to, to more football cards, but that was also the, the time of the, uh, uh pro set, right? Mm -hmm. That was the, the pro set. 89. Yep. 
So I had a couple full sets of pro set, which come to find out now, they made like 173,000 of those things. So there's no value to them at all anymore. uh, You know, I've probably got some, I've probably got some good ones stashed away that I had a, I had a, a Larry Bird, um, God, it was one of those those triple. Um, yeah, Bird Magic Irving was that the one? That was. But it the... wasn't. It, it, it wasn't Bird Magic Irving though. It was like a. It was like an All Star card or yep. something like that. Yeah. It was the one where, hey, hey, mom and dad, I want a Larry Bird rookie card for you know for my birthday, and you know they say, oh yeah, sure, of course, and they look and realize how much a Larry Bird rookie card cost <laughs> back there, back yeah. then, and so they got me like the the Larry Bird rookie. Scoring leader card. or whatever, like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It wasn't the actual rookie card, yeah. it was like the the pseudo rookie card. Team but, rebounding you know, leader card. Exactly, yeah. That's great. So that, that being said, uh, there's a database that tells us this information, and you have 1,711 cards in this database, so I know that's a pile and then some do you have a favorite card of your own over the years is there one that you're like man this is a pretty cool card there is one card actually that does stick out so i used to just kind of dork around um you know when you're when you're standing on the sideline you know whether it's during practice or whatever like there are these little games that you know we'd play as quarterbacks just hand dexterity stuff and we'd flip the ball up you take the ball by the point, and you flip it up over the top of your hand, and you get it to balance on the top, on the back the top of your hand. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Back, yeah, flip it back over and catch it. Well, I started to work on that, and I would go flip over, and then flip up my forearm, and then flip it up and rest it on the edge of my shoulder pad, and then I would have it flip back down and catch it. So I would actually do three flips coming up, and I don't know, you know, why or how somebody was taking pictures. But they got a picture of me as it flipped all the way up and rested on my shoulder pad. And then as I was about to come down and someone showed me that card, I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. So I think it was it, it was a Detroit card, maybe like my maybe like my second year, you know, maybe oh three oh four ish. But that was nice. one that always kind of stood out to me. I'll, have to, I'll track that up an image of that one down. We'll definitely use that in the piece. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I asked I asked uh, Ron Jaworski that that same question, and he's in the golf courses and y'all on the East Coast. He's like the mayor of you know Philly and blah blah blah. And he he happened to have his like I don't know Jaworski golf course you know hat on, and he got fined. But then it turned up on the car the next year, so it was like free advertising for for eternity. So he was pretty happy with that one. <laughs> he's like, that's by far my favorite car. <laughs> Yeah, as long as, as long as as long as it wasn't Billy Ripken, like that 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 would uh, yeah. you know that that would be an issue if, if it was that kind of card for Jaworski. Yeah. So uh, we, we talked about, you know, your your accolades in college and the pros, you know, long career. Do, do you have a, a room, an office, a man cave, any any memorabilia, anything saved from your career that you have displayed, or just maybe in the garage or wherever? You know. Yes and no. I mean, there's a few pieces that I've kind of incorporated into like some bookshelves. It's not definitely not a man cave. It's just kind of our office area. Um, I've got a bat. I've got one of Johnny Damon's bats that was signed by the 04 uh, Red Sox World 
World Series championship team. I had a buddy on that team, and um, you know, had had some family in Boston, and so that was just kind of the team I followed growing up. Um, I've got, and and I guess also Red Sox wise, I, I got to meet Bobby Doerr before he died, and nice. I got a picture of him and him and Ted Williams signed. Oh wow! Um, it's 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 a it's a big one too. It's like. A, what 18 by 24 or something like it's 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 a pretty cool piece and then like one of the really special um things that i was in detroit and one of the equipment guys was uh, a golden gloves boxer and and worked out at a gym down the down the street yeah apparently that Muhammad Ali was involved with. I think he said it was his gym, or I, I can't remember the exact connection, but he asked me to sign uh, something for their fundraiser. And um, I was like, yeah, of course, I'd be happy to. You know, not even thinking anything of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy came back to me, EQ, um, and he's like, hey, the champ just wanted to say thanks. I was like, you know, I had no idea what he was talking about because it was something that just kind of left my mind. I was like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a fundraiser, of course. I'd be, I'd be happy to help. And Muhammad Ali had signed a note. Um, Thank you so much for supporting our, you know, our gym and, and our non, you know, our, our our fundraiser. And he signed signed some gloves for me from, you know, from um, from the champ. And I was like, that That's... that is really really cool. Like, and and to have like the thing for me is like. It's the personal touches yeah. for me, right? To just to have something signed by somebody, like okay, great. I mean, that's that's fine. Uh, it, I found through the years that I literally have like boxes of stuff that was signed by so and so, and there's no personal story. Mm, there's no connection yeah. because that's what it is for me. Like I was talking about the autographs at at, at Oregon, like to be able to have. Because that's what sport is about, right? It's about feeling a connection to somebody, to something, to a team, to a place, to a moment. Those, you know, I remember sitting at my locker and getting the gloves from Muhammad Ali. I remember being in the locker room with with that Red Sox team. I I remember sitting in in Bobby Doerr's living room and and talking with him about his time with like. And those are things that are all that are all memorable and and they mean something to me. So. Um, things like that are, are, are the ones that, that I've held on to. That's awesome, awesome stuff. So one last thing before we let you go here, the jersey swap. That's kind of like a, a newer tradition. If that's not an oxymoron, maybe it is. But like the new generation yeah. of guys, that's kind of their way to show respect and admiration and maybe even just their friends. But if you could go back to your career, maybe you did. If you could go back to your career, stop anyone after a game and just do that that memorable, like, jersey swap moment who would you choose and why oh it'd be tom in, in a heartbeat yeah uh, i remember playing against tom brady on my first thanksgiving game in detroit oh wow <laughs> we 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 got our face beat in. I, mean, it was, I think he, i think he threw three touchdowns or threw six touchdowns against us so he was like 45 to three oh. and I remember thinking, like, good lord, like this, the, <laughs> this guy's pretty. If this guy's the top, I got a lot of work to do in order, in order to get up there. But um, he was so personable and so, um, I guess, genuine. Yeah. Right. That 
the thing. And the times that I've I've run into him, you know, the times that I ran into him after that, you know, like a lot of guys would just, I don't know, say just say what's up, you know, brush you off, mm-hmm. and just kind of go on their way. But but Tom would honestly, the times I ran into him, you know, for instance, at the, at the Kentucky Derby, like said hi, said hi to him, but sat down and had a conversation with my wife. Like that's so awesome. I took the time to to talk. My wife's a nurse practitioner, and um, you know, he took the time to to get to know her, even just that's for awesome. a little bit, right? And so those are the things. Again, it's it's that personal that yeah. personal connection. Sure, could you know there? I played against a ton of Hall of Famers and, and great guys, you know, great football players. But um, my interactions with Tom were always really positive and always really personal. And um, and I tell my kids I did beat him once. Like, don't ever forget nice. that your dad did beat Tom Brady one time. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was now. Now, granted, that was the game that um, I think Jason Taylor, you know, had an interception, a sack fumble, <laughs> and like you know, and like six quarterback pressures, and, and Brady <laughs> yeah. threw a couple picks. You know, one was taken back for a touchdown. I think you know I may have gone like eighteen for twenty-four for a buck seventy-five and a touchdown. But I don't tell him that. You know, like I tell him that hey, you know, good night. You know. God bless you. You know, I, I love you very much. And don't forget that your dad beat Tom Brady. <laughs> awesome. So there was my interview with Joey. He was definitely one of my f- more fun conversations in recent memory. Uh, to hear about him talking about collecting cards as a kid, being a legitimate card collector was, was really cool. Talking about having Roger Maris cards and the quote unquote cheap Larry Bird rookie and stuff like that really let me know he knew his stuff. So that was really cool. Uh, he shared those great stories about the 2002 rookie premiere photo shoot. The sign and swap was really cool to hear that behind the scenes story. Then to hear about those death threats from fans, man, that was that was pretty serious stuff there, no doubt. Then beating Tom Brady, what a great way to end the conversation. Uh, talking about how he talks his kids in at night, uh, <laughs> talking about beating Tom Brady. So just a great conversation, as cool and fun as you would expect Joey to be. I remember watching him obviously back in the day and thinking he's probably the coolest guy in the room and he he was so fun to talk to so it definitely lived up to whatever expectations i might have had um as far as buy it now there's signed sports illustrated issues limited edition bobbleheads all kinds of fun stuff of joey uh, signed for you know south of a hundred bucks so definitely pick up all kinds of stuff in, in that realm as far as cardboard in 2002 upper deck and other companies were still kind of in the football producing picture, if you will, Joey has some beautiful autographed cards, some multicolored jersey swatches, and really low-numbered rookie cards. So there's actually a, a pretty wide variety of nice Joey rookie cards to pick from for you know a nominal price. A really cool one was 2002 Fleer Hot Prospects. Um, obviously not a, a true rookie card, but he was on a card called Hot Tandems with Tom Brady. It's a dual jersey, number to 100 copies. Just some really, really cool stuff there, Joey Harrington. So definitely uh, pick up some Joey Harrington stuff. That's going to wrap up this episode of Off Center with Tony Reed. Uh, check in next time for episode 55 with Cubs prospect Brennan Davis.